<laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of the AF Mentors podcast. I have Tara with me today. Hi, Hello. how are you? Hello everyone, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Emma? I am excellent today, thank you. And yeah. thank you for your time today. I very much appreciate it. I know you're very busy and about to jet off. Yes. Across the yeah, world. Across the world, I know. Next week, so we just had to squeeze this in before I go, but no, it's all good. It's all good, positive things. So I'm excited. I'm like nervous, but excited. Yeah, you also look great, say, and you look like um you're a really high end businesswoman with your <laughs> hair as well. It's literally fake news. I'm like, it's fake news because you know what it is. I got in the shower this morning, went to the gym, and I was like, I, I don't have time to style my hair, so I've got um what do you call it? Like a conditioner, just slicked back, and I just slick it back like an egg. My boyfriend's always like, egg head is out to him. Like, yeah, that means I haven't showered properly. <laughs> so don't tell you on your secrets, okay? <laughs> oh, well, it's safe here on the podcast. Okay, so what I want to start with is really you telling your story from, I want to go way back to like, basically when you realized, oh, maybe I want to help people with this fitness stuff. Yeah. Like where you are now. Okay, so basically um I'll go like right back I've always been into like health and fitness right and then when I was going to uni I kind of wanted to do physio I wanted to get into that side of like you know sports physio and then I was like kind of told like you shouldn't really do physio um because it's not very progressive you know like I come from rural Ireland where it's very much you get a career and you stay in the career now I'm like I have a completely different outlook but that was kind of the way it was brought up and like I don't like give out to anybody for having that mindset around me do you know what I mean that was just the way we were all brought up like get a career just get one that you can kind of progress in and that you like so I was going down like the physio route and then like my mom's actually was a nurse and she was like Tara I don't know if like physio will be actually what you think it's going to be you know like you might not be able to get out onto like football pitches and stuff straight away it might be that you're in the hospital and that looks very different and I knew I didn't really want to be up on the wards so I was like "Mm, I'm not sure that this is going to work so I kind of went through a medical thing myself and I kind of accidentally went into radiography in the sense that I basically have like a small tiny hole in my heart and and I used to row and then when I rode really it's really intense and I kept like blacking out and I went through investigation you used to row I know like I'm five foot nothing I don't know why I was rowing as well but also I was like the smallest yeah the the power in the legs everyone used to think it was like your arms I was like it's your legs um but anyway I used to row that happened went through investigations and then I got into radiography so that's what I did um in university now I don't I never did I don't hate radiography but I definitely feel like looking back now like I wish I kind of stood up for myself a bit more in a sense so I was like I loved sports so much when I was growing up and like like fitness and health I wish I kind of went into it whereas back then it was like and still probably is a little bit like you know you could what are you going to be a PT you know what I mean like that was kind of locked down on um so yeah I went into radiography moved to London um straight out of university in Belfast and did radiography for like three years that also was the time literally I qualified in the December before the pandemic went through the pandemic I worked in like the major trauma center in London it was traumatic <laughs> I moved over on my own um and like I feel like you just weren't ready for that like no matter what we were taught in uni or whatever like it was a busy center anyway it wasn't really what I was used to and I learned so much but like it was more the mental side of things I think it put a lot into perspective of like how undervalued you were in there and just like the work you were doing and I was like I kind of felt like I was helping people when it was too late and I was like I don't know I kept waking up after it and stuff like and I didn't hear it at the time and I stuck it out or whatever whenever it was in the pandemic but I was like 
there's other things I feel like more excited about and I just kept being like is this it like is this the, you're what you do now like I loved uni I love like I'm really outgoing I was like I loved life and I loved really out at the start but I was like I'm waking up and I don't love it anymore and like am I just supposed to accept this and I was like I'm not okay with that and then I kind of kept brushing it under and at the time I kind of got a coach myself um online I was really into like the gym and like fitness and I really wanted to learn so when I got a coach I was like the annoying client who was like I want to know everything like tell me everything and I was like I love this so much so I decided then to do my PT qualification whilst I was working and I was like you know what if I never do anything with it at least I did it like at least I told myself I could do it so I did it alongside working full-time in the NHS I did it fully online um which was good because I couldn't have I had to work Saturdays and Sundays so that wasn't an option if I would have now I obviously would have just done like a crash you know like one of them quick courses to get it done but it is what it is and then I also did EIQ um with you guys I was like kept following I feel like you and the media because I feel like you are obviously massive in the industry but it was when I went to IFS actually and I sent you that picture remember yeah I and I wasn't a coach at all and I was just kind of like into fitness and I was like kind of something I wanted I you know I had all those thoughts and I was like I never would be that person you know like how would I ever get there like I'm here there's that there's no way to bridge that gap um and then I went to IFS and then I feel like my eyes were opened and I was like holy fuck like this is so possible now the one thing about IFS was for me as somebody who hadn't even started coaching anyone yet I didn't even have my qualification yet was it was so far ahead for a lot of it like you know they were talking like huge numbers and some of the guys up there were like standing up on the stage and I was like I don't even know what you're talking about like I had no idea like no idea and there was some of the things I was like this is unreal like the community etc but like when they were standing up I was like how am I I'm not even like I don't have one client never mind having like what you're talking about um but then you and Amelia stood up on the stage and then I was like oh my god these gals actually brought it back down to earth um and I was like this is exactly like what I needed and I think your whole talk was about compassionate coaching um and then I was like this it is possible I think that was the first time I kind of seen like it was possible and I started following you guys more and then I think you kind of started into the mentoring side of it and the IQ got bigger and stuff and then when I was brought into that I was like this is kind of possible now the whole time again I was still working full-time in the NHS and I was still having the thoughts so what I did when I qualified or I wasn't even qualified I, I was had a page an Instagram page and people don't really know that it was called the fit foodaholic and I was posting all my bits on there like health and fitness and stuff just what I was doing and um a few people would reach out being like hey like I was just helping people with anything I could help with but I was like I'm not qualified like you know you just take them what you're getting um one of my a friend from school who like we wouldn't really be in contact with but we were in good terms was like I really would like help like would you like coach me or consider that and I was like look right okay I'll coach you but also I'm still learning and we were very open with each other so I was like I know what I'm doing but also like you have to have patience with me and I am working full-time like I was doing night shifts long hours I was like my check-ins aren't going to be like at this time on this day like you're going to have to be a bit flexible and she agreed and it worked so well like obviously like it was very very cheap coaching but it taught me so much and she stayed with me for like maybe 14 months I actually did a podcast with her yesterday the other day um and it was so good to like look back on I was like oh my god it's wild like what you can go through um but yeah that's how I kind of introduced myself into coaching and then I loved it and I was like oh my god I want more of this so gradually I talk on a few clients now to be fair when I work full-time in the NHS I 
wasn't able to break past like a few clients because I just didn't have the time I know you're like you will make the time if you have it but I was like I physically where I work if I worked maybe here in, in Ireland in this hospital different but it was just like you didn't know your shift it was changing all the time and also like the mental side of I feel like being in hospital at that time was just a lot so I feel like that's what coaching gave me was like a bit of an outlet and then I was like I love this I want to go more towards this um so then I kind of started to gradually move over and I went eventually accepted because I was in theater like I literally remember I would be in theater like this is terrible but I'd be like on my phone doing my PT qualification and I was like I don't want to be here like is this my life like like and I didn't hate it but I was just like there's just so much more I feel like is for me and I was just like I can't accept this so I would be like making Instagram like posts and stuff like helping people while I was like in work and I was like I'm probably gonna get fired at some point for this but I feel like I did my job and I did it really well so I was like in in between times I'll just be you know here vibing away and then I was like okay you need to just accept this so I I went and actually tried to find a job that was more not night shifts not whatever because I hated that side of like like radio absolutely hated night shifts and I went and got a private job in a sports and orthopedic clinic which was private which is like the best sports and orthopedic clinic I think in the UK and so it works with like a lot of elite athletes and stuff and I was like okay perfect like these are the kind of you know people I want to be around and surround myself with and it worked because it was two long days two short days I had a day off and I was like perfect I can coach more clients so I started coaching gradually I also knew that I had a six month probation period. So it was very strategic. So I basically in the six month was like, right, I'm going to ramp up coaching, see how it goes, see if I can get clients in here. And then if I can do that, I'll ask, can I go part-time before my probation's up? Because I knew if I was locked in, then there would be a longer period. So that's essentially what I did. And then it started to like grow. I was like taking on some clients um off the back of like Instagram as where I was posting it. And then it turned into me going part-time I asked my boss and then eventually I came to the realization at the start of this year this all happened so quick I feel like I'm like what <laughs> this sounds like a long time at the start of this year I was like walking with my friend Karen who's now my second coach and I was like Karen I don't want to do this anymore like I don't want to be in there anymore like I don't enjoy like I don't enjoy the days as much when like on a Monday and Tuesday was the two long days I did and then I worked in coaching other days I was like like I love my life so much like on these days but you can't live your life with these um so then I made the decision that I was gonna move um away from it and naturally I was actually moving to Australia which I'm going to now in a week so I was like I'm just gonna go home to Ireland and that will also give me a blanket of security that I'm not paying rent etc so I would say it was strategic like you know I didn't just quit my job because a lot of people think that I just did that um but it it was planned out and went that way if that makes sense so if anyone is listening and wants to do that I would say just ask your boss because I was shitting myself but you don't actually know like that they won't say yes you know like when I went into her I was I literally actually posted it, it was yesterday I had it in my journal I went through all my journals there because I'm moving away and I had it in my journal being like today's the day I'm gonna ask her like I'm gonna ask her I just woke up one day I was like I'm just gonna ask her like I'm gonna have the balls to ask her today and then but below it I was like I fucking did it and I went in and like I was like she's gonna think I'm quitting but I was like I'm not quitting and I also needed their support so I was like this is a proposition for the both of us for me to like stay because I was also like I'm good at my job like I'm not afraid to work you know like I was when I was there I was like I'm happy the people were so lovely but I was just like I don't want to be here so I was like if I go in with this with the attitude of like it's like helpful for both of us then it can be and she was so like reciprocal of it so I would recommend doing that if Mm -hmm. you know you don't know I was more afraid of it than anything yeah I mean that one yeah you don't know unless you ask and then the other thing that I was sort of thinking as you were talking there is so many people accept good instead of being like there but there's the potential of great because like you kept you've said this numerous times throughout that like I didn't hate it 
and like yeah. sure the hospital probably wasn't maintainable for you right that sounds mega intense and actually probably quite a cool experience but for a short period of time but like this this next job it's like yeah it was, it was good it was cool it's kind of you know like one of the best in the UK and like yeah. you're working with athletes and stuff and it sounds like it was a pretty cool environment and like sounds like your boss was pretty cool as well and most people be like I'll accept good now I've like had this kind of like with a couple of my mates recently where they're like almost like I don't know what else you expect of life like this is good and it's like no like yeah okay it's good but and it's totally on you if you want to accept that same as what you were saying with like rural island like if you're happy with that and you're happy progressing in your career and it like that's freaking amazing but you also have to accept that like not everybody is and some people are like well I only get one life like why do I want it to be good yeah I want it to be great but I think it's so hard that when it's quite shit if you were like I absolutely hated it then it's like well yeah you just literally just quit it and you start something else because that was so bad but I think what's really impressive is that it wasn't so bad but you were still like yeah but this is my life and I want like I want to do what I'm really passionate about yeah no I definitely think that and don't get me wrong like I in between that whole stage like I I I wouldn't say like I'm very lucky I never really struggle with like my mental health or anything like that but I remember like I wanted it so bad but I was like fighting with myself internally so much like one day I was like going to work and I I had my first ever anxiety attack like my face was like tingling I was like I don't want to be here anymore but again like it's not bad so like why am I not just accepting it and I like I would read so many self-help books (laughs) all the time like I was like like you know like trying to accept where I was but also like want more and like I'm I am into like the law of attraction but like nothing without action you know like you have to put it in to get there so I was like there was so many internal battles inside of me and I definitely agree like I don't know like everyone is different but like if you do want it you'll know inside yourself that you want more and that's okay to want more and to want to change like because even I think it's isn't it Grace Beverly has that book like working hard or hardly working and she does that chapter on like you know you also need to curate your life outside of like if you have an, a job that you're happy with and you're just okay with it like your life isn't just your work right and you can if you want to do it the flip side of things where like you just go to Monday Friday and that was what works for you and you're happy there and then you create your life outside of that so I even did that and I tried that and like I mean it it worked and it showed me that like you know you can have like balance outside of it but ultimately I was like it's not enough for me so accepting that's not enough and moving on is I mean everyone will feel that feeling I feel like unless you find what it is that you really want to do you probably won't get it but once you get it you're like I cannot ignore this because you're actually doing a disservice to yourself oh yeah and you'll regret it like you'd so regret like you know 30 years down the line looking back and being like why didn't I try that and then I think it's like even if it failed you'd regret not trying 100% because that's the thing like with especially like secure jobs in the sense of like like radiography and stuff like I have a very abundant mindset anywhere. I'm like, I'm not afraid to work. Like I'll work in a coffee shop. I kind of have this dream that I'll work in a coffee shop someday. <laughs> I love coffee. So um, I'm like, I'm not afraid of work. And also like there's jobs everywhere, you know, like in abundance. Like if you're not afraid to work and also like a radiography post will come up again. If I'm like 60 and I want to go back there or if I'm 40 or if in five years or in one year or one month, I want to go back, like I will find a job again. So even that, like knowing that like, I think people just panic themselves out of things being like it'll never happen again it's like an old set mindset but actually there's so much work out there like you could literally oh yeah and and now that like you're you know okay an entrepreneur like I sometimes think this and I remember actually Shah saying this once on a mastermind like 
does anyone ever just get this feeling that like I don't know like what if all of your clients left tomorrow and like I don't I don't think it matters where you are as in like if you've got five clients or if you've got 50 clients or if you've got 500 clients there is always that like what if I'm the flavor of the week and realistically like to an extent most people probably are like to, to a bit of an extent right like so and I'm well aware of that but then I sometimes I think and I like I really catastrophize it and I'm like if all of that happened, like if all my clients or all the businesses fucked up, I've learned so much building them. I could a hundred percent do so. I'm like, I actually have no doubt, especially because I'm sensible, right? Like I've saved a lot of money. Yeah. It's like you wouldn't be starting from scratch. You've got business knowledge, you've got contacts, you've probably got capital to put in something else. I'd just start another business. I'd just do something else. And sometimes I actually think about it and I'm like, that would be like same with the coffee shop thing of like you don't really want to do it but it's like you kind of you're yeah. like oh, it's like a different version of your life right of like yeah. no I strengths happen and then you're like well I'll just like you will always make it work no I agree I completely agree and I just think that like like I said like you're not afraid of work so you will get it somewhere even if it's just to tie you over to the next thing um mm. and that's the thing that I think sometimes people like expect it to go from like zero to 100 real quick and like you can clearly see like I as I progressed down on one the other came up but like without having the other one I don't think I would have had the ability nearly to get to where I wanted to be because I did have a bit of security along the way and for some people like like I value security in the sense of like I at least knew there was money coming in whenever I didn't know that the money was gonna come in if that makes sense um, and it's not even about money but also you have to pay your rent you have to be realistic like I lived in London like in Clapham like literally the most expensive place you can live so it wasn't just a case that I could just be like I'm gonna quit and leave like you know there was little things that I had that I was like I'll be okay if and if I need to I'll just go back to where it was and at least I tried but you definitely owe yourself to 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 try and to jump and that you do have to jump like at one point you have to just cut the ties and I kept saying myself like I feel stuck right now so would I rather be stuck like somewhere I don't want to be or be stuck trying to grow something that I do want to be in and I was like like choose your stock if that makes sense and yeah. um, so that's why I was like you just have to do it yeah I think the risk like the risk and security thing is quite interesting because I definitely find you kind of almost get two kinds of people like you get some people that will be working in a part-time job and it's like it gives them security so they stay comfortable and they don't take risks mm-hmm. whereas I've always been someone who's like when I'm when I feel secure I'll take more risks because I'm mm-hmm. like oh you know even if like this does mess up or like for you like investing in mentoring you're like well okay well I've got this other money coming in so I'm gonna take this like risk or investment in actually putting money into my business and I think, yeah, like all oh, that some people go the opposite way of just like, oh, I'm not really going to push business that much because I know I'm still quite comfortable with this like second income yeah. and I don't really try. And those people kind of need to like take the jump and be like, okay, nothing's coming in here. So now I have to make business work. Yeah, that's for sure. I feel like I nearly used it differently in the sense that I had it like a game in my head where I was like, I need to make more on this side than I make on this side. And I was like, this is what's pushing me. So I, I guess the security of, for me, was just like, you can pay your rent. So now go and like use the other three days a week and make it fucking work so that you can get out of that. And this will then pay your rent. You know what I mean? Um, that's how I kind of use it. But you're definitely right that people do hold on to things and, and keep, nearly bounce between the security of both. Because sometimes like I do even see it myself in, I suppose in AFM there's some coaches that one week it's like I'm gonna go and do it and then they're like I'm gonna ramp up my PT clients in in person and you're like 
I can get it and I understand what it's like inside because it's not that easy and sometimes you just go back to what's familiar it's like habits it's like fat loss you know if you have a week off you're more likely to go back to what you're previously doing and stuff and that's just the way it is but like if you can just keep pushing yourself like know that nobody gets to where they want to be without hard work like no offense but like luck doesn't exist no like it doesn't exist like I used to well, be like, oh, like I think it does but yeah, I don't think it does I mean to an extent I sometimes think like opportunities are often luck but your yeah. ability to actually make the most out of the opportunity isn't luck right so like I don't know say you got offered to write a book but actually you've done no writing no content you don't have anything to say whatever it's like well that opportunity is wasted because I mean don't know why someone would offer you to write a book if you had none of that but like you can't you you haven't built anything that you could then like capitalize on that opportunity or same as like you know if you, you I mean like this is a good example of you like because your social media has taken off recently like you've done all the background work so that actually you had a good program in place already so you can capitalize on the fact that now more people want to work with you now yeah. if that had happened but actually you hadn't really been coaching or you'd just done some one-to-one but you didn't have a group you didn't know how to run a group you hadn't invested in mentoring you hadn't set yourself up for success like you would have had all these people want to work with you and you're like I don't know how to manage them and mm-hmm. either give them a shit service or just been like well, I can't work with you because I've got yeah. 10 to ones and I'm still working in radiography and I don't have any more time to give so you set yourself up for actually when that opportunity did come along and I, and I would say actually to to an extent and your content's very good but some of that's luck like the algorithm is a little bit of luck right oh, yeah, for sure. luck. but the reason that it was an opportunity that you could jump on is because of all of the hard work that you put in so I think there's like an element of both yeah I, I I do agree but I just think like you I would never have been in the position for the luck to quote-unquote happen or for example the opportunities to come if you don't actually put yourself in the place of the opportunity to be there do you know what I mean like if you don't post consistently and you expect a, a video just to pop off like good absolute luck to that unless you take your top off maybe, yeah you're like, just sitting in your house being like I don't really like Instagram like you're never gonna like just suddenly take off yeah, like unless like even with your Instagram for example and I think uh, the thing is with me now I do think like a lot of traction even from coaches is coming to me now just because it did blow up so quickly but like I even said it and I said it rawly in that week that it happened. I was like, my business has not changed. Like you have a completely, I had 5,000 followers one week, 15,000 followers the next week. But like, it didn't change at all. But like people's perception of me nearly changed in a week. And I was like, you know me, like I'm I'm still personal on this same call. Like nothing has changed. It was just the luck of one video like blew up, but it, it didn't change my business. Cause at the time, like my group coaching had already started running. So I couldn't even put them on that. It wasn't until like a few weeks later. And then the other thing with like the following situation, I think you spoke about this before, is just like, there's a few things you do need to be careful of because for example, like the one real, now I don't post recipes ever, 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 ever. The one day of my life I posted a recipe was the video that went off. And I'm not saying go and do that and that will make a blow, but it was that one. And then I quickly was like, shit. Because I, like I, for example, said in that video, like you can literally go back and watch it. I was like making like a high protein breakfast or something. And the reason I made the video was because some of my clients were asking me like, oh, any breakfast ideas? And I was like, I'll do this. And then I'll post it as a reel. It'll be handy for everyone to see then. And that was the only time I ever did it because I literally hate posting recipes. It takes too much time. And I was like, shit, because now people, I said like, drop the follow button if you want more like advice like this. I was like, they're going to fucking come for that. Excuse me. Am I not a curse? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna come for that and I don't do that and then I quickly was like I could either now do that just to get followers or I need to just completely divert now so then I was like I need to start getting my messaging like swooped right in here now because if I don't all that's gonna happen is people are gonna be here for recipes and I don't deliver on recipes and they're gonna be like why did I follow her in the first place I thought she was going to give me little like little protein pudding recipes and she's not going to do that so I would say be careful with that because what goes like and if you keep replicating it that is all that they're going to expect and then also let's be realistic like the only people I follow for recipes I only follow them for the recipes that they give out for free I'm not going to buy anything from them so just like bear that in mind yeah I think sometimes it's a little bit similar with workouts or like yeah. Do you know what reels do better when you're in the gym training or something or like you're showing people how to do a stiff leg deadlift but not that many people are going to pay for coaching because you showed them how to do a stiff leg deadlift tutorial no. however I think you're right in that like play the game a little bit like if you know those things do well on social media do them and then what you said like swoop in with your own content of yeah and I actually understand the issues that you're having that's why you should value me as a coach that's why you should work with me but I used to say this all the time, like now it's slightly different with reels and things, but like people would come and follow me like when I first started, cause I had abs. It was like, yeah. oh, a girl that has abs. Oh, how like, you know, that's why they come. But then they'd get really good information as well. So I did play the game a little bit of like, yeah. come for the abs, but then like- Everyone plays the game a little bit. Like there's, I, don't get me wrong, like playing the game that you need to play it a little bit, 100%. But I would just say like do be careful in the sense that like if one does go and it is like something like that and you are a coach like be careful like if you're not gonna put out a recipe book or something along the lines and you don't actually enjoy making content for recipes like I don't enjoy that because it takes too much time like I literally if I if I could eat in three minutes and get it done for the day I would be happy enough like I'm just not it's just not my thing so why would I spend time doing that and then the second thing I would say is like whilst the followers can come in very quickly they don't know you yet so a lot of the time you get into conversations or even I was saying to Emma, like um, when my next group was running, I was like, they don't know me at all. So I nearly was like, oh my God, I've grown so quickly and it went so well. Like this, this is going to like, you know, in your head, you're like, this is going to go so well in the first like hour of releasing. And then you look at the thing and like two people have liked the post and you're like, nobody's seen that. Nobody even knows the challenge is there. Like you have this like expectation versus reality in your head and also like I said, they don't know you yet. They just hit the follow button. They need to be there and you need to nourish them over time in order for them to get your messaging across. Because if I was realistic and I was going for, looking for a coach online, I wouldn't just like somebody's reel and be like, right, you're going to coach me. Like, absolutely not. Oh, that's like, a nice recipe. Oh, do you know what? Here's 200 pounds for coaching. Yeah, literally. Like, and I don't think sometimes like you think that in your head because you know what value you can give, but you haven't given it yet. So don't expect it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, well yeah and I think that's where like a funnel comes in where like hopefully they watch that then they watch a little bit more and then they find your podcast and then they're like oh now I get to know you a little bit and then they're more likely to buy but yeah you've got to and I think that's where like teasing them with little bits of information as well like I see a lot of really good coaches and sometimes I think it's because maybe they might be looking at what I do or what other people do or they just really want to show the amount of knowledge that they have and they massively over pitch on Instagram. So it's like, here's a 10 carousel post on everything you need to know about fat intake or something. And it's like, wow, people, you're like, you want someone's attention. Like no one's going to look through 10 carousels on that. Like it's way too much detail. You might do a podcast on that, yeah. but you have to kind of like ease them in with like his short, sharp, 
clickbait it's literally clickbait like i i know even as a consumer of social media like i barely consume anymore because obviously when you create you i feel like you don't consume as much but like your attention span is gone like nobody has it anymore it's not there so i used to think like spending time and i used to spend time like on like getting things right on Canva and like being like reading into it being like is that definitely right so that like it doesn't come across wrong and like I was spending so much time that now like people are like oh your content must take long time and I'm like to make my videos now and I'm like yeah it does probably take a long time but like I used to sit and overthink posts on Canva that never got anywhere because it was like way over complicated whereas now I say something like stupid and people are like oh my god relatable like relatable she went out last night and did it you know like it you do have to play the game a little bit and then get them in so that's why the podcast is definitely like where you can give a, a lot more context um but I went through all those stages whenever like I first went to you like I was the girl who was posting in the gym RDLs these are my free workouts like all of those so like scroll back down and you'll be like Christ <laughs> but go for your life because you I think as like somebody who's starting you're not going to be perfect like you are not going to be perfect. Like if I looked at myself like back at the start of the year versus now, like it's a, like two different people in the sense of like what I know now and like what works now. But like I went through all of those phases on Instagram where I was like, this isn't working. You know, like the algorithm hates me. Like, you know, all, all out there, like you don't know what to post, et cetera, et cetera. And you're just overthinking everything. And everyone does go through that, but it is just about consistency. And also like find something you enjoy a little bit too, because if you're pushing out content that isn't authentic to you or you don't like making that style of content, it's not going to last very long at all. Because it's your, like, yours is so much now. And I think this is why it took a little while as well. It's like, it's your personality, right? And th- I think you said this on a mastermind once, but like, if I just went and kind of like tried to copy what you're doing, like, it wouldn't work because it doesn't like, I don't have the same humor. It's not the same like jokes. Yeah. It. And like, you just, you ha- it have to get to the point where you can be very you but your approach that's why they're coming to you and not somebody else 100% and you also want that because like now and I also struggle with this when I first started as well because like you know jack of all trades master of none when you start coaching because you don't know who you want to coach you know like people want to come get very lean there's people who want to count like all macros and like want you to shout at them whenever they don't hit it etc and I'm like that is just not me you know like I feel like I'm whilst I'm your coach and like I'm more of a lifestyle coach like I want you to be healthy in all aspects of your life yeah you can lose body fat and even the word fat loss used to creep me out like I remember being like I'm like I I don't want to say the word fat loss now in every single video I'm a fat loss fat loss fat you know like I you just get comfortable with it because I know what my message is and who I can help now I don't attract those people who are like want to get into a really really lean physique and you know count every single gram of chicken and just eat chicken broccoli and rice and be really strict that's not who I attract I attract people who have lives and also that's what I would say for anybody who is maybe in a different career you have actually an advantage in the sense of like you know how a busy life of work life looks like and what the challenges are and so tap into that and use that as being like relatable because sometimes people can get the whole thing of like you're a PT like it's all right for you you know like first of all they have no idea what to talk about and second of all like just use the other advantage of like what you've had an experience before to bring it into you and what you want to you know do because that's more relatable when people think that you're a real person I think that's a really good point as well about when you get to the is I guess when you're posting on social media, you're like, wow, anyone could read this and I only want to help people, right? So then you're like, oh, do I want to say fat loss? Because what if someone doesn't need to lose fat or what if that's triggering for them or what if that... And when you accept that you can't please everyone and that you want to help this specific group of people, all your messaging becomes so much better and you take this massive pressure off yourself to try and have a message that's suitable to everybody. Because if you do, it's just vanilla as fuck. It's like, 
everyone should probably you know unless you can't walk go for a walk every day and should probably you know not eat too much food and then it's like well what, like what else can you really say unless you know who you're talking to yeah 100% I, I mean and like I can say this all now and I can sit here and be like yeah I get it now and like it all clicks like whenever we have this conversation it's like I'd have so many conversations in my head I didn't know my niche I didn't know anything and like I would say nothing like is set in concrete like you can always adjust and you can always adapt in different stages of your life like I definitely know the one thing that I didn't really think would affect coaching but like your own personal experience while it does obviously it's not the same as your clients like you'll probably give out you will give out what you are like currently are yourself at the minute you know what I mean so for example like I went through a stage where I lost my period and I was like gaining weight and had to reject diet culture completely and that's why I was so tempered by like I can't say the word fat loss because I was internally battling with that myself do you know what I mean and I feel like then I was like feared but then when you realize that you like I don't have to be the fat loss coach who brings people into really strict lean diets I can be the fat loss coach who just helps people who what I wanted you know back then but I fell into the wrong side of it you know and then you can like work through it and get that but I do think like the message and sometimes you're just like people are like just pick a niche like just pick fat loss or something there's so many facets to that and that's okay and sometimes it takes a wee while for you to get up on your feet and get there um but once you get it you'll know and it'll just feel like oh this is just what I do now you know what I mean I do think you're right that it's hard to create really good content if you're not connected to it yeah for sure like right all my clients are trying to get shredded but I'm trying to put on weight because I've got like it's that it's quite hard to do that and then I think when people with niche as well like there's two elements to it there's like I help I don't know busy women lose fat and then there's like how you do it like specifically you so some people might be like chicken and broccoli five times a day and then you're like no I want you to live your life I want you to have fun I want you to be doing all this stuff while also you create a bit of a calorie deficit by doing this and being a little bit more aware of these choices and that's how you get results and like that's your messaging and then there'll be other people that have different messaging that other people are attracted to and that's fine as well because you're not the best like nobody's the best coach for everybody yeah no that's that's also so valuable too because in the sense of like then who you attract you're like I actually do want to work with you and that's what I mean like Jack Valtry is massive none when you first start you're just like everybody but then after a while you're kind of like oh actually we're not the same vibe like I'm actually not into coaching that way or we're just like a mismatch and that's okay because you will literally de-attract those people instead of having to go through it and like enter them into your business and then be like actually we're not right for each other hopefully your content will push them off and be like you're actually not for me and I, think, that- yeah, I think that's so good and I think especially with things like podcasts and why it's good to show your personality and your values a little bit and even and I really think humor like how much more fun is it to work with a client who kind of gets your humor and like vibes they're yeah. so good just like the rapport that you have or like the funny little things that you say in check-ins and things like that and it's when they know that you'll find that funny as well because they've listened to your podcast or they mentioned something that you said or they're like oh you said that I don't know Linda McCartney's sausages were really dry you're not cooking them right you don't know what you're doing blah 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 like having those little bits like it's so much more fun to work with people like that versus what you're saying you bring someone into your business and they didn't expect what they're going to get they don't know you or how you work or what your crack is like for <laughs> um, Emma she's literally dosed on Irish people like I'm so I absolutely love it I say this all the time but I've never met so far so like nobody better let me down but on AFM we have tons of Irish people and they're all great cracks 
no one so far has been like what's the opposite shite crack yeah shite crack yeah not had that yet yeah no I don't think any like no there is definitely people in Ireland who are shite crack but I mean it's either like your crack or like I guess you're just like some people they just don't have a personality there's you can nearly say like they're rude if that makes sense but they're not it's just they're, they're not crack. what about um I when I was at uni there was a lot of Irish people and do you know what they said a lot you're a melt yeah you're a melter is or that the opposite of having a- uh no no melt means more like you're Oh, like you're doing my head and like you're oh. you know like you're a mouth like wise up like oh, okay you know no it's not gonna or sometimes it could be used in the context of like you're a dose like you're annoying oh. you know oh she's a mouth like you wouldn't be <laughs> <laughs> that's basically how i was described no <laughs> like you wouldn't be well would you Emma? <laughs> oh no okay right give us a brief what's next because i know that you're traveling but i know that you also have business goals Yes, so I am going traveling now next Wednesday. So I'm going to Southeast Asia for two months, and then I'm actually relocating to Sydney, which was always in the plan, um, like always has been in the plan. Um, so right now I am at the minute for the next two months, kind of staying where I am in the sense of I'm really happy with my business growth. Like it's been incredible. AFM has literally changed my life. Um, so I'm very, very grateful. But yeah, for the next two months, I'm I definitely am a person who lives in line with my values and like I want to do what makes me happy. And I've always, aside from coaching, like it's not that I'm going with a backpack and a laptop being like I'm buzzing, you know, to be a digital nomad. This kind of accidentally happened and I was always planning to go traveling. Like I I basically made my boyfriend quit his job in order for us to do this. And now I'm kind of like actually you know, I'll just have some check-ins uh, and it'll be fine. And he's like, Tara, and I'm like, yep, it'll be fine. <laughs> like, we just need five Wi-Fi routers and it'll be fine. <laughs> um, Which is hilarious. But um, yeah, so I'm going to go away and I'm still, I currently, I just launched my last group Thrive. So they're going to be going whilst I'm away as well. Um, and I'll be keeping ticking over. And I actually brought on my other coach, Karen. So that's amazing as well, who is um, helping me out and then when I get to Australia and get sat up again it will be all system goes again but I think there's periods of like business where like I was saying to Emma that like you grow and then you have to do more of what you're currently doing in order to get it really good and like I just want everything to stay with an amazing service like that is just one of my values of my business like I will not be growing anywhere unless it's already really good and can get better um so I definitely want so my group coaching is called Thrive I want to get that as big as I possibly can in the sense of like helping more people it being a bit more multifaceted I'm definitely a lot into the side of like mindset coaching that's even why I brought Karen on with me um so opening up that a little bit more and then also the cross on run club she needs to go global or <laughs> um and then I'd love to also help you out on AFM I'd love to help coaches as well that yeah. would be Okay, great. So two months time when you're settled in Sydney, I'll be coming back to... <laughs> yeah, that would be where I want to be. But yeah, just help as many possible people as possible. And like sometimes I think like you don't know what's going to be next, but it will come it will come to you one day and then you're like, okay, this is it. Um, But I definitely think now it's like doing more of where I am. Um, Yeah, if that makes sense. And I think that's okay. Oh, yeah. It does make sense. And, and I completely agree that like I think business plans are such a stupid thing to do like you know what's going to happen you have literally no idea what's going to happen next like and when you stick to a certain plan it's like you you probably miss a ton of opportunities because you didn't know what way things were going to go so I think having direction 
and then just like jumping on opportunities and jumping on what excites you and like yeah follow those things yeah for sure I mean I definitely don't follow like anything like that like that's the one thing I would say is for somebody who came from like the NHS and that type of job like I am not business orientated whatsoever like I am telling you now I have not got a balls notion half the time what I'm doing but you will figure it out like that's the one thing that I would say like about AFM and stuff like I'm so glad so 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 glad that I did it because as somebody who was like I don't know like anything in I like I'll openly say it, I still half don't have a notion I'm like you'll google it you'll find out you'll work it out you'll get people who'll help you for sure but like no it's okay to not know like how are you supposed to know we weren't taught these things in school like especially at the NHS like I went there I got my paycheck every like month you know my taxes were done for me I got paid my overtime it went straight into my bank account like it, it was just like I didn't even have to think about it your student loan came straight out of it you just you're not gonna know because if you don't start looking into those things so don't worry and don't panic and don't catastrophize those things as you go like just take one step at a time and be like like that whole thing isn't it Marie whatever what's her name who's like everything is fi- figure outable yeah I love that saying no like it is so true though you're like an entrepreneur you run a business like you have to take that approach of like okay well we'll figure it out and I think that's one thing that the mastermind is so freaking good for as well is that you're like I'm having this problem what do other people do and I like I get as many ideas as anybody else from that I'm like I'm buzzing to show up as well and be like oh right what so you do it that way I'm not even that and and seeing so many people's businesses is like oh maybe like maybe I would change mine to do it like that yes no that is the one thing that I would say so I don't know if you're gonna ask me to plug AFM but I don't even need to plug it because I feel like I literally say it all the time I'm like it's it honestly changed my life because where I was when I first came to AFM was I was saying to Emma that like when I first came I had maybe like 20 one-to-one clients um and I had built that up because also I had the Instagram before so there was like contacts behind it but I was like I either stay here and that was where my like coaching versus my radiography were kind of at par and I was like I either stay here because I'm not I literally don't have the capacity the time or whatever for it to go anywhere or I get help and learn how to actually like you know I was hearing all these words like systems and funnels and all this shite that I was like I have no idea like I don't know how many google videos I can watch until I'm still like I don't know and I was definitely creeping on AFM like I would listen to all the podcasts like 12 times and I was like okay like no I'm ready like I remember I came on the first call and I was like I'm so nervous to talk to me because <laughs> I was like I don't know and then I was nearly embarrassed so that's what I would say like you aren't supposed to know for somebody who is maybe really just starting out like I didn't know at all anything and like I went to Emma and I was like look I don't know anything and like I need to learn so like we'll learn as I go and you will learn but you also need to put the work in because like there's so many people you know now I slide into my DMs about AFM and I'm like I'll I literally you know I love it like I share it all everywhere and I'll happily tell people but I'm like also like it's like fat loss like if you are not willing to do the work like Emma's not going to be magical for you or neither is AFM you know um and like I know that there's icky coaches out there or mentors I guess who like I even when I first started was like oh wow like you can make that much money like you know and it wasn't for me even about making the money it was just that I was like I'll just try and get past this so I can break free and then I can give it all of my time but like read behind the the lines of what that means because yeah you might make 10k a month but maybe you might not make anything for the next four months or are you like cold dming people and stuff like that was never my vibe and never would be so coming to somebody who was like what is what do you want and how do we make that and like build that up was just like afm slay (laughs) and then where right so you said you came with 20 clients and then now you've got how many on thriving on the on thrive on the last one so I have 
73 on Thrive and I have 24 on Thriving and then my one-to-ones bounce between probably like maybe 15 to 20 depending on like the seasons of when I kind of ramp it up and ramp it down Um, that's amazing and no just randomly dming people no 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 that's freaking awesome thank Um, you so much for your time thank you i appreciate it so much and thank you for everything on afm and Uh, i will be back i'm taking the temporary taking a career break you know i'm just joking (laughs) my boyfriend's like yeah you are (laughs) travel break and then yeah i'm very excited for you to come back yes maybe in another capacity as well well we'll see but thank you so 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 much to everyone on FM. and if anyone ever needs a hand or wants to chat because I have talked to a few like NHS style people um, I feel like that's not my, my own niche yeah. <laughs> and if you ever need a hand or anyone is listening to this like you're more than welcome to reach out and what's your Instagram? at Tara G Fit there you go, there you go. right thank you all bye Friday. I very much hope that you enjoyed this episode and if you did and you've been inspired to build your own business and positively impact more people like Tara has, then head over to afmentors.com, fill in the application or book in a call with me, and I will get back to you.